0: A 90% effective COVID pill by Pfizer is good news for all of us. Maybe not the best news for Merck, competing giant pharma business. It's been under pressure in the market. Joining us, Burns McKinney is back, senior portfolio manager at NFJ Investment Group. Burns, good to see you. So you say, hold on, Merck's eventually going to get its day back in the sun.
1: We, we still have a lot of belief in, in Merck for the long term. I think for starters, you're looking at a name that because of some of the near term weakness, you've got a uh, one of the, the premier big cap pharma's is trading at about 10 times earnings, whereas their big drug company peers are trading about 14 times earnings. You're looking at a much steeper discount than one would normally pay. They have a dividend yield of well north of 3%. They raised it by Seven percent last year. That's a great sign for investors, and you have a name that's forecast to grow earnings by double digit rates per year in the coming years. Uh, Merck's been longtime leader in immunology. Uh, They're one of the top plays in vaccines, and obviously, you know, in in this business, you know, there's this mindset that you know one one team's gain is another team's loss, and so you do see the effective um, pills from from um, and and, and vaccines from Pfizer. People say, well, that's going to be a we uh, you know. Be a weakness for Merck as far as their uh, COVID pill that they came out with uh, fairly recently that demonstrated a 50 percent cut in hospitalizations. But you know, if investors really you know think big picture and think to the long term, a um, you know all everything we're talking about is referencing current variants of of, uh, of COVID, the Delta variant, the Omicron variant, and uh, you know that's not to say that there aren't going to be uh, future variants down the road. Unfortunately, but you know, I think one of the second keys is is that. This is not a multiple choice test where you know the solution to this is A, B, C, or D. This is E, all of the above. Hmm. I think that you know every step along the way um, and every every uh, tool that the healthcare community can get their hands on is gonna is gonna add value.
0: Interesting. Uh, so to see that uh, you know the way this business has kind of been thought of as like zero sum. I'm with you there with that probably doesn't make a ton of sense uh, to uh, right. say that you know Pfizer's gain is absolutely Merck's loss, especially when uh, we consider all the other businesses uh, Merck had been leading on even prior to COVID. Uh, What maybe is uh, uh, difficult from an investor's perspective is when the healthcare group overall now is back towards the highs, but Merck's at the lows. Uh, Do you think that uh, the sector drag will have to catch up here? I mean, healthcare is finally moving again while some of the other frothy growth trades are breaking down. This is kind of getting like a defensive bid lately. What do you make of that?
1: Uh, that, That's absolutely the case. And I think that, you know, what we're looking for is you know, as far as on a sector-wide basis, you know, this is one of the areas that, you know, you really are able to still get good valuations uh, within healthcare. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the type of name that kind of straddles. Lines. If investors aren't looking to make a top-down market call with respect to interest rates or what COVID does or what economic growth is, you know, the healthcare sector is the type of sector that kind of straddles both lines. You have growth characteristics, but at the same time, um, you know, many of the names, especially the big drug companies also, uh, exhibit defensiveness. And so as a sector, there's a lot to like there. And within that sector, uh, as value investors, we're also always looking for discounts, names that discount um, the worst case scenario. And you know, Merck is trading a, a much wider discount than it has to the, uh, the drug companies as it has in quite some time. And so there's always that ability to see reversion to the mean that might actually give investors an added boost um, as the sector rises or falls.
0: Okay. Uh, Burns, let's switch to a very different part of the market. You got one more for us today. I want to talk some Best Buy as the retail group has been coming under pressure here. Best Buy in particular, uh, since its last earnings, give me the update on how you're thinking about this company because that was pretty rough, the sell-off we got on those earnings.
1: Yeah, and, and for investors looking to the long term, it created a great opportunity. Right now, investors can get Best Buy for less than 11 times earnings. So you're basically paying half of the market multiple to get into Best Buy. Um, they also, um, just like Mark, they have a dividend yield of nearly 3%. Uh, so you have a fantastic dividend. And you know this is a name, they're, they're, they're the last man standing. You know, Radio Shack's hmm. gone by the wayside. There's no more Circuit City. And so really, if you think about them, they're trading at 10 and a half times earnings. At this point, their only real competition are names like a Walmart or a Target or a Costco all of which trade close to 20 times earnings, almost double the valuation of a Best Buy. Uh, they have the reduced competition. And, you know, likewise, a lot of what we're looking for right now are companies that can take advantage of long-term secular trends. And, you know, one of which, as I think, you know, it's it's, it's, it's a suggestion that, um, you know, coming out of COVID, you know, they, they've certainly had some great sales and appliances, and there's I think some concern is one of the reasons for the weaknesses. There's this mindset um, looking at Best Buy that there's been a lot of nesting that's been done, a lot of short-term gains that they made during the pandemic. But in many ways, it also appears that, you know, what we've experienced during the pandemic has has really changed the way um, uh, individuals consume media. I know, you know, know, personally speaking, I, I was in a movie theater for the first time in almost two years this past Saturday. And, you know, I had a great time and I enjoyed it. But at the same time, I found myself thinking, you know, we can do this the at same at home, uh, much safer and much more comfortably. So there's there's that, but they've also, you know, done a lot of other things that to like in terms of, you know, they've really made inroads as far as their, their geek squad unit, whereby they provide customer services for all these people like us that are trying to install things at home. What that does is it really helps gain loyalty and gain customer attention. And then the, the second thing that they've really you know done a good job of as far as this transition is they've built up a great web presence. And in many ways, what they're doing now is they're taking this 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 humongous this 900 store base and using those as fulfillment centers yep. to basically you know make uh further inroads um into just basically new ways to reach consumers
0: not worried GameStop's gonna make inroads on them that's what all the GameStop bulls say that they're gonna chip away at Best Buy quick thought there <sighs> Yeah,
1: you know, I, I I'll believe it when I see it I mean this is a name that you know, they basically—they're a catch-all. They're—they're they're a leader in appliances. They—they they provide a little bit of everything. And likewise, you know, one of the things that I think you do have to worry about with GameStop, and I'm not as familiar with it, but you know, a lot of the growth that they have is—is—is—is is, 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 is basically in the face of the fact that a lot of the software is—is—is is, is the type of things that is automatically downloadable and 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 comes from the cloud. You don't need to go to um, a GameStop to get that. Whereas, you know, if I want a washer and dryer. I'm not getting that from the class. You have to go to the store. You have to purchase it. It's something tangible. It's hard. You can touch it. You can feel it. And, you know, that's, uh, I think, one of the things that helps protect um, Best Buy a little bit, at least relative to the GameStops in the world.
0: Okay. All right, uh, Burns, good to have you back. Thanks for a couple stock picks here taking us into the bell. Burns McKinney from Thank NFJ you. Investment Group. Not NFT. no, okay. no, no. Yeah, this is uh, classic (laughs) stocks here. Best Buy. I'm going to remember that one. (laughs) I appreciate it, Burns. Take it easy. Uh, Closing
1: bell just rang stocks down on the session.